Driving down 66 This old pickup truck and me In your memory Thinking about how two young kids Became sweethearts till the end When we were ten Good night, whatever. That sounds weird you say good night, but um, yeah, we're live in studio tonight because of the NRL Grand Final. Apparently, um, Sporting World thought that they wouldn't want to listen to us talking about American football while watching the NRL Grand Final, so fair enough, fair call. I'm uh, Dan, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host from the NFL podcast, James. James, how are you doing tonight? I'm very well, very well, and got a few plugs to make before we get started. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, The Vault Studio. Do you want to introduce Dave first? No, I'm going to get to Dave in a okay. second. We've, got, right, we've cool. got a little routine. Cool. See, he's jumping the Dan, routine. seriously. Well, you, you put the... Th- yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Go Play for ball. it. Play ball. <laughs> we've got the website, thevaultstudio.com.au, and you can follow us on Twitter at thevault underscore studio. And as always, we're joined by our Sporting Globe consigliatary. That's a good word. Consigliatary? I didn't know that you speak Italian. Did you pronounce it right, though? Consigliatari? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Sinclair, how are you, buddy? G'day, guys. No, I'm doing really well. I'm a little bit uh, rusty from the grand final in the AFL win yesterday. I was pretty involved in that. But I think we're all just really wrapped that Collingwood didn't win. What a glorious result. I mean, I don't want to digress and speak about AFL too much, but um, I think that if you didn't go for Collingwood, you were pretty happy with the way the day played out. There was, um, I saw a lot of people, I was down at the Richmond Sporting Globe and we did a street party and I saw some really devastated Collingwood fans and really that makes my heart warm, which oh. is, um, yeah, it was glorious. Nothing better than it, nice. is there? Yep. And, and like, a cracking game too. That's it was, what a, you, that's it what was a terrific wants. game of football and you can, the Sporting Globe's having a massive weekend this weekend with Grand Final yesterday, NRL today, hence why we're in here. Precisely. Um, yeah. We just wanted to keep it going so people know we're still around, we don't want to miss a week and have people miss out? So yeah, we did, and I mean, the thing is, from the Sporting Globe perspective, they put uh, sound and vision through the entire place. Yeah. So for us, when we do our podcast, we put our, our sound on as well, so people can hear the amazing content that we produce. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and it, which wouldn't have been possible tonight. So we thought we're better to do it from your studio, which is lovely and cozy, and we've even got uh, fantastic. I don't know if you can see on camera, but uh, but Budweisers. We got, I mean, that's Budweisers. They heard we were doing it from travel. the studio, and yeah. we rocked up tonight, and there was two caps here. Yep. And a six-pack of Buds just for the mm. night. Yep. Now, Amazing. I assume Bud sent that to us because, you know, they want to be our sponsor or Dan went and bought them. I, I don't know. I can't... I'm not going to get into what I don't know about, but I'm going to assume that they dropped them off and they're big fans of the show. And I'm there's, mm. there's going to be a full sponsorship coming very soon. I think they're Force listening. They're definitely listening. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're really forcing their hand, aren't we? Well, but right it, now, though, they probably won't because we're giving them free content all the time. What we should do is just have one week where we don't mention them once and yeah. start mentioning another beer. And their sales will plummet. And then they'll so, be like, whoa, yeah. we didn't yeah. sell that six-pack that the Vault Studio boys usually <laughs> buy this week. We better, <laughs> better get out there and sponsor them. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got a, a load of child. I'll just give a little bit of background on the studio like we do for our Sunday shows. Um, yeah, we're just small studio dedicated to the NFL podcast. Our studio, which you can see right now for the first time on a Sunday, is under my house. So I've built it. Dan helped me build it. Um, 
we've created this. We produce the NFL podcast goes out on a Tuesday night slash yep. Wednesday morning. Uh, we have the Getting Hard podcast, recapping hard knocks, and we have our fantasy football podcast on a Friday morning that comes out. So yep. loaded. We had an article or video every single day last week. Yeah, we did. That was um, first was time. Good. It was the first time we've been solid for the whole week. So, so that's you know. uh, including yep. podcast release and videos. We had something out every single day. So yep. get to the website, sort that out, and uh, follow us and help us keep building this so the Sporting Global keep us around. It's the bottom line. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and for Sporting Globe, we are Australia's premier sports bar and grill. 11 venues around the nation and uh, two more to come this year. So by the end of the year, we should have 13 ready to go in your local area. So really proud to be involved with the uh, Vault Studios. We love the NFL. So uh, let's get this party rolling. Yep. Should Sounds we get good. into some storylines? Let's. Dan, I, I, I know this is going to be hard to talk about, mm. but the Vikings defense this year is struggling. It is not the defense we had last year. And Safe the, to say. The Rams really highlighted that. Yes. Which I think in the Vikings defense, I think they're going to highlight a few issues on defenses this year, the Rams. Across all teams, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, at the end of the day, though, I was okay with this because it looked better overall than the Bills game did, and that's saying something. So I was happy to be competitive against what's arguably the best team in the league at the moment. Um I do just wonder about our D-backs. Our defensive backs have always been our pride and joy. And this year, they just, they're not there. Even mm. Zimmer came out and said, there's just something wrong. And D-backs were never this bad. And it's not like, Zimmer loves to take D-backs in the first round. So it's not like we don't have a dearth of talent there. So I don't know what we got to change or if people have just figured us out or what. But um, the the bright spot for me is that, like you said on uh, Twitter, Jay, is that Kirk Cousins makes this team a lot better than it was. No if we had Kirk mind. Cousins last year, oh man, I wish. With that, with that defense. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, if they had Kirk Cousins last year, Marcus Williams would still miss that tackle on the sideline to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> give you guys the win. Have, you might have been up so far you wouldn't have even needed Marcus Williams to make that exactly. tackle. Yeah, so. that's a f- they, yeah, with all seriousness, they are a lot better on offense. Diggs, Thielen has the most yards ever in the history of the NFL over the first four games of the year by about beating 20 yards. Randy amazing. Moss. Beating Randy Moss. Yeah, where's, he, where's he come from? He's come out of... I mean, what, Dan will know more what than college me. He was an undrafted was guy. Story? Undrafted, came out of uh, Mankato State. Uh, and Which is where? Uh, kind of south of St. Paul at Minneapolis in Minnesota. So, so he's, a lo- just, he's a local. Yeah, he's a local boy. Grew up wow. loving, the, loving the Vikings. I will say one of the problems that I have with him is he married a Green Bay fan. But uh, she's always there supporting him. But sh- she does... She does point out that she's a Green Bay fan. But anyway, um, and yeah, he, he basically, he went to, the Vikings hold like a local talent thing for guys that don't get drafted. I'm pretty sure most teams would do it. Yeah. You, you just you have a little combine for local college guys that don't get drafted. He had to pay to go to it. It's, you know, pay a fee or whatever. And they just went, all right, we'll pick him up undrafted. And he's just shined ever since, basically. Although his first first year, what, it was last year, really at his breakout year. This oh. is his third year. Yeah. Um, and then this year he's just continued on that, you know, and, and he just, it's just I'm very, very, very rare to have a, a white guy who can uh, really be an amazing star, number one or two receiver. Like that's not really, you know, it is. it's, it's not really, it's not really out there. I don't want to, you know, when pay, you look at the top 10, people. I think we both had mm. Thielen in it. Yeah. Um, you didn't have Odell Beckham. I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, can you believe you didn't narrate Al Beckham in his top 10? I know this is about you. I what know, a half I know, I know that you're trying to deflect <laughs> this, mate, and I know that's on you. I'd say th- was Thielen, history, was Thielen yeah. the only white guy in that top 10? I think so, yeah. 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 It's it's odd. It's a very odd position to be for white guys to be that good at because they don't have that natural athleticism, and that's the bottom line. I want to talk about something else, and I think the Vikings' defense struggles, and what they had last year going for them was four very, very good defensive linemen. Hunter, Linville Joseph. They've added Sheldon Richardson this year, which has been a great addition. He's yeah, played, he's really, played well. really well. But the guy they're missing is Everson Griffin. And there's a saga that's going on with this guy. It's very sad. Yeah. And it's a really horrible thing that's happening to him. Mm. And I think on the field, I'll get you I'll let you do the off the field stuff because I know you've got your head around it. Yep. But on the field, they are missing him more than any other player that they've missed for the last few years. He is that important. He yep. creates so much trouble against the run and the pass. And Missing that guy, it's, it means they can double to Neil Hunter all the time and break their three guards down inside and take yep. care of a, you know, a three-on-two situation with Joseph and, and Richardson. And it's it's difficult and it's affecting them. But the, the story of um, Griffin is incredibly sad. Yeah, so essentially what happened is the night before the Bills game, uh, the day before, I should say, the, the Vikings are a team that I, I believe a lot of teams do. I know the Browns also do this, but if you're at home, teams will often stay in a, a local hotel as a as a group that way you know that everyone's not partying the night before and that sort of stuff you get like, your bed checks bed checks and all that full sort of grown stuff. nfl players need to have bed checks still it just that to me seems a bit weird because i feel like it takes away the home grand advantage i mean isn't like the home grand advantage being to sleep in you your wake own bed, up in your being own bed. with your family or i don't know like your situation i is. love my family don't get me wrong i have two young girls but i could think of nothing better than waking up on a football morning not at home because it is hectic yeah. um, as yeah. you guys heard tonight yeah. while I was trying to come down yeah. so yeah, I can see yeah you want to be around your family and have that normal normalcy but you know spend the night in the hotel wouldn't be the worst thing in the world and I'm sure my yeah. wife would agree otherwise you sort of feel like you're on the road if you're in a hotel like, anyway, I just always assumed that that's, that's how it was done and I'm interested yeah. to learn that, that they do it differently yeah. up in Viking land so and, and essentially he either lost his room key or he couldn't find it or something of that nature and he was trying to get into his room and the, he became agitated with the front desk staff when they wouldn't give him a key, and he threatened to, to shoot them, and he made this big scene. As you do. Yeah. America. We've all been there. Well, the difference is, if that was in Australia, the guy would be like, come on, mate, calm down. Yeah, mate, in yeah, America, they're like, all right, he might shoot us. Yeah, <laughs> so they the staff went and hid in the back room, and they called the police, as you can imagine. Uh, the police came. They spoke with him. They didn't end up arresting him. Um, what I think happened, I'm not sure, was that the Vikings uh, had a security and that took care of him and kind of calmed him down and got him into his room and all that. And then shortly after, at some point afterwards, he allegedly broke into Trey Wayne's, one of our defensive backs, house. Now, Trey has come out and said he didn't break in. We're very close. My family's close to his, but that doesn't mean that he didn't try to break into your house. That's I, I read that as Trey looking out for a teammate, you know, like oh, this dude's already got as enough. As he should. As, as he, he should. should. I that's like just, that. And, and that's, that's Trey looking at a guy that's clearly struggling at the moment and going, all right, well, he doesn't need another thing on him. So that's fair enough. So... Basically, some point after that, the head of security was worried about him going back home and seeing his family for whatever reason uh, during the uh, hotel altercation. She must have been worried about him maybe doing something at home. So she called the police and she got the police to meet at um, his house, which is just, it's like half hour north of Minneapolis-St. Paul. It's in a pretty nice neighborhood. And... um, 
he then proceeded to go home and the police met him there and he agreed to go to hospital for evaluation. Uh, and the next thing that happened was he went to hospital and in a very Minnesotan thing, as they were on their way to the hospital, some deer crossed the road and the ambulance had to stop for the deer, at which point he jumped out of the ambulance and made a run for it. Um, they caught him a short while later and then he agreed once again to go in for an evaluation. So he went to the hospital at this point and he has, has checked himself into a mental health facility and is currently undergoing treatment. He didn't, nobody said anything. It only came out on Monday. There was questions after the game where was Griffin? Because he was he was listed as not playing because of a knee knee problem earlier on the week. I don't know if that was actually a knee problem or if they already kind of had you know questions about his mental stability at that point. But the the press started asking on Sunday about why wasn't he on the sideline? You know, if you're an injured player, you still show up on the sideline and support your team. And Zimmer said he had some personal issues, and then Monday is when it all came out. Um, obviously. Some reporters must have been sniffing around local cops or cops spoke to the press or something like that. And um, he came out on Thursday on Instagram and just basically posted the thing, you know, thank you for the love and support. I'm dealing with some things and I just need my friends and family to just help me sort of thing. And um, the Vikings have come out and said, you know, we want him to get better, but he's not back on the team until he gets a mental health evaluation. Mm. Yeah. So she's going to take some time to pass. Yeah. And I think it's, this is probably a good time to say, if you do have these sorts of issues out there, seek help. Yep. Don't do anything stupid. Go and get some help. Don't hurt yourself. Don't do anything like that. Yep. Everyone yep. goes through this stuff. Even a star NFL player with all the money in the world and everything going for him, yep. even they suffer through this stuff. So yep. it's a really sad story. And I hope he gets right straight away because we have a pretty common rule here at the Vault Studio that we want the best players on the field all the time. Absolutely. Because sure. we love football first, not our teams. And... I think that if he's back on the field, it's better to watch. But also for his sake and his family's sake, you want a guy to be right. You don't want yeah. this to affect anything else or anything bad to happen because of this. And um, I hope it's nothing to do with CT or anything like that. I just hope he can get it yeah. right. And, yeah, and one of the crazy things in the police report that I read was that his wife told the police that he hadn't slept in three days. Yeah, not yeah, great. That's not great. But anyway, I I, I uh, mirror exactly what you say. I, I, I completely agree. Like It's good that he's he self-checked himself in and I hope that he stays with whatever treatment plan he needs because you know um you like you said we don't want we regardless of whether he was best player or not we don't want people going through this and you know if you're feeling the same you know there are resources beyond blue those sort of guys lots of them just google it talk to someone yeah talk to your family talk to anyone and I don't talk talk to us hit us up at Facebook Twitter whatever you you want yep we we, we don't mind we we always give you counselling and I don't know what sort of threats he made at the hotel, but I do also have to give props to the head of security at the Vikings for sending the police to his house just in case. Like that's that's some good forethought. And yeah. I thought that was They handled was it very well see. and yeah. it's been, you know, deflected pretty well and yeah. kept kept, you know, what people need to know of no, but I think moving forward hope he gets well. Let's get on to something a little bit more positive. The Rams. Rams. I think this is the most efficient offense I've ever watched. In 12 years of watching football seriously, I think this is the best offense I've ever watched. Everything revolves around Gurley. We've now seen Goff make some awesome throws downfield. He's not just the system anymore. He is now taking the system on and making some terrific throws. He's developing very nicely. Uh, I just, I can't see anyone stopping this team right now. Amazing, aren't they? They're loaded all the way through. Yeah. And the thing is about them, they're loaded with 
with like a lot of rejects as well. Like, you look at their offensive line. Saffold was was cut by three teams before he worked out there. The guard, he's there. Andrew Whitworth, the Bengals didn't want him anymore at left tackle. He's now doing really well. Robert Woods, the Bills let him walk because he was not that good there. And yeah, but the Bills do a lot of that. Sort the of Bills stuff. are a bad organization, not, um, you know. Yeah. But there's what I mean. Like good good players. Brandon Cooks has been traded three times in four years of his career. Like there's they just keep finding guys. Cooper Cup. Fourth round pick, pretty good. You no, know, they're, they're just finding ways to win, and it, it all stems to that offense. And I've heard, heard people say, "Oh, he that McVeigh adjusts better than anyone they've ever seen." It's not that he adjusts; it's that he goes and watches the Vikings defense, for example, and meticulously picks apart every single little thing he can find. Does the work. That's why we saw Anthony Barr stuck in coverage four or five times on wide receivers, which he can't do. No, but no, they're, they're they're making yeah, the scheme and they do it every week to a different yeah. defense. They find the weak points and the mismatches and just attack them all and, the time. And once again, we've already spoken about it on one of the podcasts. I think it was on the regular one. Mm. Go and watch the Bleacher Reports um, interview with him where he has like a photographic memory of every play yeah. the Rams have ever run. And you'll see exactly why he's so good right now is that he just, he just knows everything about he's he's so good at getting ready for every single team and he knows everything they've run yep. and he just knows how to fix it. and and he's only 32 years old and he uses his coaching staff and he's he's, he's got wade phillips there yes, who, who runs the defense mm. but apparently what he does with wade phillips he sits down for a few hours every week and watches the defensive film of the team he's playing this week with wade phillips and picks Wade Phillips' brains. Like Phillips has been coaching for sixty years, yep. so he's got all the knowledge. He goes, "Why are they doing that? What are they doing that for?" What are Phillips goes, "Oh, they do this because of this." And then he goes in his head, he goes, oh, "If I do this, it'll I'll get that guy." And, yeah. then, and he sits there and works out. He's got a guy who controls his time management, so he's got a guy that literally sits up in the box, up the top in the coaching box. And when there's a, when there's a third and short, or you know, short yardage, or should we go for it, or should we kick a field goal? What do we do? He just asks him, and if he goes, "Yep, go for it," he just listens to that guy and trusts him. So I think what a lot of head coaches do is they try and do it all themselves and yep. think they want to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't think McVeigh's like that. I think he is the smartest offensive mind in the room. I'd mm. guarantee that. But he knows Wade Phillips has got more more knowledge than him on defense. So he picks that brain. He picks this brain. He He's just, trying to learn. He just, you, he just keeps building. And when you're only 32 years old and you're already a head coach, he's clearly very good. And his memory, which we've seen is incredibly good as well. So he's remembering and just learning so quickly every weakness that everyone has. And he's not changing his offense ever. He's just finding the right plays to pick on defenses yep. in ways they can't stop it. Yep. And it's it's fun to watch. It, it really is. And you know, we saw the first week them struggle in the first half against the Raiders because they haven't seen any tape on them. No surprise, second half, they come out and blow them out of the water because he sits there and learns from what they're doing and just adjusts. It, the only thing that stops this team winning the, Super, winning the Super Bowl for me is that it's week four and I feel like they're peaking. Like yeah, they are, they've been playing really well. Teams for, yeah, ebb and flow. Now. And yeah. I think the Seahawks were the masters of getting it right at the end of the season in that yeah. Legion of Boom time. Yep. I'm worried. The only thing that worries me about this team is if they start to drop off come the end of the season. It's a long season in the NFL if they start to drop off a little bit. But on the other hand, it wouldn't surprise me if they literally go undefeated. Like they are that good right now. If, if they don't drop off at all, I don't see anyone beating them. I think the other thing you got to be wary of is they've. Oh, good one, Dan. Was it the Budweiser? Yes. Do that. No to, Bud Cam. To no Budweiser. Here you go. Right there. So we're really sorry, Bud. Um, I think the other thing though, because they've got so many good players in the team and they've recruited so well, they've obviously maxed out their cap. 
I mean, everyone's wondering how they're paying all these oh, guys. Man. Well, to, the, be, to be honest, I, so, can, I can answer that one question: rookie contract for a quarterback. Yeah, Goff's that's great that's for 100% him. Hundred percent. But um, my point there was, I don't think their depth is as good as others might have. So I think if there are some key injuries, and we saw it uh, on Thursday night Tlaib. Uh, with Talib going out, so but, he's on IR, but they yeah. think he's on the boomerang. He'll return in eight weeks or something like that so they're not worried that he won't miss the season but yeah. yeah if they have a couple of guys go down all I'm saying I mean that'll, that'll hurt any team but yeah. because they've leveraged so highly to high profile players yep. you know if your Sue goes down or something along those lines they, that, that, I think that's the thing that could really hurt them when you over leverage on your top end it's great if all the ones are starting if all the all your top players are starting fantastic but if you've yep. got no depth under them who can fill that role and be as good I think that's where they could have some problems so I think yeah. there's a couple of things there we could see could happen but it doesn't look like it's going to happen and Pretty fun to watch. Oh, and that's the main thing. Their offense is... I don't think it matters what happens to their defense right now. I don't think anyone... Literally, Minnesota, I, I tweeted and got a lot of responses from it positively, which is, is rare, uh, that I tweeted the game was lost in the last three minutes of the first half mm. because Minnesota had a turnover, which gave them a four-point lead to the Rams. Then they let the Rams score again, and it was a 10-point game, and then they settled for a field goal to make it an 11-point game or something like that into the half. That was it. The Vikings could not catch them again. And they mm. got close. Yeah. Kirk Cousins played an outstanding game. They just could not get close. And oh, literally... Kurt, he did do the strip sack at the end, though. He did yeah. A bit of a well, sack, the the sack. other thing I, I said on sack. Twitter as well is that the offensive line for the Vikings is a real problem. Mm. Oh, at this point, what do you do? I don't think you can just... You can't just click your fingers and yeah. fix offensive lines because if you could, every team in the league would do it. It's a very... Offensive lines across the board in the NFL for the last three or four years are a real issue. There's not yep. many... The state of play is a lot lower than it used to be because defensive linemen are getting so good and yeah. so athletic. So And they and can it, make all the two-hand touch rules they want mm. about you know not hitting quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why quarterbacks keep getting hit. And it's because the offensive lines just aren't as good on average as defensive lines are at the moment. 100% correct. Yep. The state of play is offensive line. And it, it stems from college. Yeah, because absolutely. college systems are all run and gun, get moving, all pass protection or stretch runs where the O-line, it's easier. It's a system. Whereas in the NFL, you got to line up on a big D tackle and you got to stop him. you got to mm. get in the way of him and you got to stop him. A lot of them don't have that technique. And that's what they say. The coaches say at every draft that most of the O-line coming out of the college, they're just not ready for, for professional football because they just don't run the right sort of stuff in college, which is fine because, you know, a college coach doesn't care about the kid's future. They care about their own job. Like, you know, I'm not going to teach this offensive lineman how to be a pro if it's going to cost me a game. I want to stay here in yeah. Alabama or yeah, whatever. you can understand you know. that. I'm 100%. Sure. I can yep. get it. Uh, let's, we'll have to um, drop a couple of stories. We're going to run out of time. But uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, is important. He's going to start his first game. I believe you've got a bet that's coming up about it, Dave, We're in the betting corner. So yep. we don't really get too in-depth. Corey Coleman, released by the, by the Patriots. He's been released three times, traded once and released twice this preseason. Browns, Bills, now the Patriots. I He'll probably pop up on another team, I'm sure. But what 15th pick in the draft? And He's got to be so upset. Because part of the reason why he was dropped was he was upset with the Browns at putting him on second string and getting not getting first, um, first team reps. And uh, we saw him pretty upset almost crying with Hugh and then they traded him for what a seventh round pick or something like Nothing. that just get no no it was a seventh round pick if he made the bill if he played That's like right. three games for the yeah. bills yeah. Yeah. So he got cut before the season even started yeah. so I, I don't right. think they got anything for him yeah so that's a big swing and a miss. And yeah. You mentioned to me that Cle- the, Cleveland have done that a few times with their first round picks in the well, last 10 years, haven't they? I haven't got the exact stat, but I believe it's from 2010 to 2014 drafts. They had 11 first round picks and not one of them's on the roster. Crazy. It's 
it's bad drafting and unlucky. Like some guys, you know, like the Kamaras of the world and you know, the Adam Thielens, you, you take a chance on a late round guy and you get a star. A lot of these first round picks, someone else was going to take them in the first round too. It's not like they were bad picks. They just haven't worked out. And it's unlucky and it just shows where the organization was. I think they're hoping Baker's going to turn this around. Mm. Uh, me and you have very similar thoughts on the day, which we'll get through to the betting corner. Um, the only other thing I had, Fitzmagic, first real test against the number one D in the league against the Bears. I believe you've got that in your betting corner as well, though, do you? No, I'm no, not you talking didn't about Fitz. I, th- I thought about it because I was really interested in that game, but I was just a little bit scared. I'm scared of Fitz because I just think he's inconsistent. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put any money on it because it's just you don't know what you're going to say. No, I think you'll have a drop back to yes. earth this week against that fierce front of the Bears. It's going to be very tough for them. Mm. They don't run the ball well either, the Bucks. So if you pass a lot against a good defense, it, it can hurt you because it leads to turnovers and all that sort of stuff. So we'll, we'll see. I've enjoyed the Fitzmagic ride, so I hope it continues. But yep, He's fun. I like it. Oh, it's great fun. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I hope he keeps wearing Deshaun Jackson's clothes in press conferences. <laughs> just a great it's, Yeah, you get a real kick out of it. Uh, that's it for storylines. Let's get into Dave's betting, betting corner. corner. Okay. Did pretty well last week. Yeah, so last week was a, a very good improvement on the week before. So mm. we went 60%. We got three out of five, which was really good. Um, make sure um, we're definitely not advocating for betting strongly here. We like a little bit of a cheeky punt, but yep. uh, punt within your limits, guys. Got to be serious about that. Absolutely. Um, so what we have, we had Indianapolis. Um, I had them plus 6.5. And they lost, I believe, by four points to Philadelphia, to the Eagles. I wrote this down somewhere. So but, um, do you get that then? Yeah. Yeah, because it's... So yeah. basically... So they, six, they get six and a half points. Yeah, that, that yeah. means they can lose by six and a half. Yeah, you can, you can lose by six and you'll still win. If you lose by seven, you'll lose That's, six and a half. That's the one it? thing I get confused with with the freaking line. It gets me every time. Okay, so you got that. Yep, so we've got the Eagles. You're 16 to 20. So that, so, was, that was on the nose. That was... No, no, that wasn't on the nose. Don't start. <laughs> this is going to be so confusing well, if no, you start Why are we betting? <laughs> There's why no are we noses. betting noses again? No, literally. So can you put your nose up as like ransom so they like they chop it off if you don't win or something? Yeah, like yeah, just, why would you start this conversation? <laughs> We're going so well. <laughs> Either way, that, okay. that tip won because they only lost by four yes. points and yep. we had six and a half to play. Was, that was a good Very tip. Very good. And it was nice to see that Indy plays them close. I'm liking Indianapolis so far, and we'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. Washington, I had to win head-to-head. Ballsy which pick. It was ballsy, it was ballsy yeah. especially to pick Paid against off. Rodgers. But it did pay off, which was great to see. Um, I think that... What did they win by in the end? I've got this written down here too. Uh, so 31-17. 31-17. So that won really well as well. Yes. So now I'm really happy with that. So that came through 220 also. as well. That's good odds. 220 was nice. Yeah. yeah. Was a little, couple of little chocolates like there, which was really good. Um, I had Seattle to uh, beat the Cowboys by three points or more. And which, they drummed them. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't like that, that bet. Mm, you did, no, you, it doesn't. Of course was that the one you weren't a fan of last week? No, it was the week before the Seattle Sorry. one I didn't like because Wagner Sorry. wasn't. Anytime Bobby Wagner was playing for Seattle, uh, that defense is insane. Yeah. 24 to 13 was yeah. the score if you didn't watch yeah. it at home, Jay. Did I did, did watch it at home. I was he watches it all. 13 I watch points. everything. Even, even if I don't watch a game, I, I watch every game every week. Really? You love I'm, it? I'm a freak. Into it. It gets to like week nine and I might start like skipping a few of them, the ones that don't that don't matter. Yeah. But first four weeks, five weeks, I don't I watch them either live or all condensed. And I tweet about it and then I get attacked on Twitter. Then <laughs> <laughs> they attack me. One guy called me a caveman. No, yeah. no. Well, That's true though. And then one it? guy called me the N word. Yeah, no. Both black guys, mm. one saying I'm a racist caveman and one saying I'm an am an N word. I couldn't work it out. Where's the consistency, I guys? I don't know what I was Twitter, doing. get consistent when you're going to bag someone. Yeah. They yeah. call me a caveman because I have a beard, apparently. That's what I got out of it. That is a pretty caveman <laughs> move by I was you. like, okay, no worries. I'm a caveman. Yeah. 
Well, so. I think you would have to eat some meat as well and you know have an open fire. That's about the, the three criteria. I ate a lot of meat. I mean, you, you spent a lot of time in the vault, and this is like a cave. This is cave-like. We could have called it the Very Cave good. Studios. The Cave yeah. doesn't, doesn't roll vault, as much. Nah, more secretive, the yeah, secret knowledge that we have. Um, so that was three. So there were the three that won, and then I had two that lost, unfortunately. And these were yep. my two risky ones. I always knew that they were going to be risky. I had Oakland plus 3.5. They lost uh, 20 to 28 to the Dolphins in Miami. Um, that was disappointing. They were, they were in the game for most of the game. I think there were 92% chance to win coming into late in the it's, third. This is the Raiders story. They but, survive and they lose in the last quarter every week. Yep. Yeah. They've, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Then I had Denver plus 5.5 against the Ravens. And I know that everyone's saying, no, Ravens are great. They actually did look really good. And they beat them 14 uh, to 27. So I was, bet, your, bet your Brock at the Sporting Globe loved that Brock one. was really happy with himself yeah. as he normally is. So He um, is very happy with himself. Oh, I, I like it. I, yeah. He's got that... that Confidence for you know a short guy, yeah. which I like in a guy. He's up and about. Yeah, well done. Yeah. I'm sure well Brock's not Brock. watching tonight because he'll have a very busy bar for the NRL. He will. You'll be busy. Make yeah. some money, Brock. Thanks. All right. So um, what have you got this week? All right. Week four tips. Here we go. So I've got the Raiders at home against the Browns. Uh, they're minus three, so they need to win by more than a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon that's going to be a good tip. So, I love this yeah, pick. I, I like this pick too. So I think that the, the thing that I love about it, and this is a statistic I'm going to throw out there, mm-hmm. um, Draft picks who have gone number one in the draft in their first career start, and this will be Baker Mayfield's first career start, mm-hmm. are zero and ten. Yep. So if you go back to the the last ten number one draft picks quarterbacks, they're zero and ten. They they flop in their first game. Well, playing your first game is different to starting your first game. All of a sudden, this week he's done all the first team reps. He's had prepare. all the film. Is he is he overthinking things now because it's all loaded on him? What do you do? This guy does this. You do this. You do. This. It's not just come in and play. You know, mm-hmm. Tyrod's out. You got to get in there and, and win this game. It's a bit more serious. And I like your comment. Carr's good. Mm. Derek Carr this year, his numbers are not showing it, but he has been so much better this year than he was last year. And it's all Gruden. It's a great system, but it takes a lot of time to learn, and it's very very complicated. There is a reason why quarterbacks struggle in that West Coast style offense. And that's what Carr's going through right now. And the fact that he's doing this well is a really good sign. I yeah. love this pick. I think it'll be good. And I mean, the Browns as well, everyone's so hot on them because they end up winning that game and Baker comes in. There's a lot of hype involved. And you've got to be careful when you're betting to bet against the hype because the hype doesn't help you win money. Can no. I just point out one quick counterpoint though? Please. That That's that. I, I like that stat. You guys know I'm the stack guy. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, you would have been frothing over that when you Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's awesome. And then I thought to myself, but that's not true anymore because Darnold won his first game. No, quarterbacks. Sam Darnold. Number one. Sammy Darnold. Number one overall pick. Number one pick. Oh, sorry. Not not first round. First, gotcha. Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. Thanks for trying to make Dave look stupid and make myself look stupid. Never mind. Do you know what? How are Bud ever going to sponsor us when you're making dumb comments like that, Dave? Bud, why is it don't get involved with people like that? You've got to know. They're they're a very serious company. When when you misread something and misthink to yourself and you think, oh, I've got them here, and then you get it wrong and your mouth is all dirty, you wash it out with a Budweiser. You'd embarrass yourself, you wash it out. I wouldn't know because. I've never had that problem, mm. ever. Well, you know, maybe go out on a limb every now and then, you caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I am a caveman. Yes. All right, let's roll it on. Let's get going. Next so, one. We've got the Ravens, uh, minus three at home. I like that one. Now, I've been on Indy for a few weeks now, and they've they've paid dividends. So I've got Indianapolis at home. Uh, they're paying $1.95 head-to-head, so on the nose, J.A., um, against the Texans. <laughs> I shouldn't even refer to that anymore. Um, so basically what that means for you, J.A., mm. is that if Indianapolis win, I get I, a and, nose. I, and I put a dollar down, 
they'll give me a dollar ninety five back. And a nose. And a nose. Someone's nose. I don't know. Hopefully not nose. Basil's nose. Maybe not. <laughs> but there's a few reasons. Couldn't for this. fit it in my house. So I think Indy as a solid defensive front, it's better than I think people playing expect. very well. Yeah, yeah. Better than they expected to be. Yep. Um the Texas O line is a bit of a shambles. It's disgusting. And their backfield was a bit of a shambles too. Disgusting. And, and I think Deshaun Watson is not the player that he was the first six games or however long he lasted last year. He's yes. A, he's an athletic yes. quarterback that plays in an athletic style that's yeah. lost some athleticism because of his knee because he's getting back from it. Which is understandable. Yep. So not that he won't get back to it, just right at this he's stage he hasn't shown moment. it yet and I think that is good to bet against that. And luck, I just hope it's on an RG3 situation. Mm, that's all, what I yeah. really hope. We, which, all, we all do. No, preseason, before the season started, you were very high on Watson. I had. Uh, are you super disappointed so far? I'm, I yeah. had the Texans making the playoffs. Yeah. I am gutted by the Texans. Yeah. I don't understand how they have all this talent. But then I said, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for it too because their offensive line's terrible. And it's really, really bad. Mm. The, I don't understand how teams, and Seattle's one of them, can just consistently go into seasons going, our offensive line sucks. Ah, well, we'll be right. We'll just run away from the offensive. It is, in all indicators, one of the biggest reasons why teams do well is having a good offensive line. Uh, it blows my mind how NFL teams and owners and programs don't get this right consistently. Probably because offensive lines don't sell tickets, do they? Like, it's you potentially. Know, when, you, when you're paying these guys a lot of money... Do you know what it sell tickets, though? Guy? If you're protected to Sean Watson and, and he threw games? some touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bad move. But I probably I, thought Deshaun would be elusive and he'd just... I'm with you there. Him. I'll probably throw a little bit on myself responsibly cool. for that one because $1.95, that's good odds. That's not bad. For, for, yeah. for, I mean, for, look, for the nose. Texas aren't trash. It's in Indy, so there's a home field advantage as well. So I think that's going to be a good one. Yep. The next one that I've got, uh, this is one that uh, I like it, but I'm still a little bit nervous because I'm always nervous with the Giants and I'm always nervous with Eli Manning. But he's playing at home versus the Saints and they're plus 3.5. Um, so basically that means that if they lose by a field goal, we'll still win. Yep. Which is good, I think. Now, I think the Saints have a good chance of making that scenario happen, but I think the Giants also have a good chance of actually winning this game. The Saints uh, have been good offensively, but they've been really poor defensively this year. Mm. Um, they've given up over 400 yards per game, um, and uh, they're not that great at rushing the passer at this stage. I think, is it, is it Jordan, who's their the defensive end, who's a bit of a yeah, star down there? Jordan. I don't know if he's played that well this year. So I think... I no. think that at home, the Giants... Nah, and they yeah. traded up. I think I had it. I didn't have him in the top 10. You didn't did have him in the top 10. And nah. you didn't like me having him in the top 10. You told me why. And you were right so far. He's a yeah. front runner. Yeah. When things go well, he looks great. When things aren't going well, the effort drops very quickly. Yeah, right. They also gave up a first round pick for Davenport, who's done nothing. He's had a sack, but it was I remember the sack. It was like a junk time sack. He has not been great. So... <sighs> They've got Drew Brees. Mm. They, they don't have Drew, to do anything. Drew's good, but um, I think away from home, he's got a bit of a poor record. And him traveling also from Louisiana all the way to New York, it's segments a, it's on the roads, a yep. big trip. Eli will play better at home. You definitely know that. And then having Saquon Barkley, he, he's been good this year. I and, mean, he hasn't blown the world up. And Beckham hasn't got off the leash yet. Mm, and it could, could. Be, it could be this week. Yeah. Because a lot be. of guys have got off the leash against New Orleans. So I don't, I don't hate the pick. I don't, don't hate it. Dan, no. are you in on that pick? I don't hate it either. Uh, it's it's probably of having looked at the rest. It's probably the most questionable. It's edgy, it's I edgy but I, I I agree with your thoughts definitely. Um, I don't. I'd probably go it just because it's probably. I don't know. You didn't write down the price, but I'm sure it's pretty good odds. 
Billy. Didn't I? No. No, I didn't write Amazon. Oh, look, either way, when you're when you're going with the line, it's always paying between a dollar eighty and a dollar ninety five. Yep. So you're in that you're in that range yeah. to nearly double your money. Yep. yep. So get around it. Um next Ravens. one I have is the Ravens versus the Steelers. And as we talked about Brock and his love for the Ravens, um, mm. I'm gonna back the Ravens this <gasps> week, controversially. I'm backing them up. Um they're plus three point five. So it's it's home game. Yep. Steelers home game. So basically this, again the Steelers could win by field goal and this bet would still come through. Um, I think that these two teams that have played against each other the last 26 times, they've split this down the middle, 13 and 13. So I think they've always, either team always have a really good chance. But I think this year the Ravens are better than we think. Um, I think defensively they've been really good. They're really highly rated defensively and they've been playing really well. Um, Their red zone efficiency is outstanding. They're 12 for 12 in the red zone at this stage. So they are really converting when they get down there. And I think there's a lot of new pieces that Flacco's trying to put together, a lot of new tight ends and wide yep. receivers that he, he didn't have a lot of time to gel with. And I think he's gelling with them a bit better. Added some good players. Yeah, the pressure of Lamar Jackson behind him and you know is all building and that's going really well to push this guy because mm-hmm. Joe, as we all know, is a pretty cool guy, a bit of a relaxed guy, doesn't look like he stresses out. He Joe needed flaccid. A, yeah, Mr. Flaccid himself. He mm. needed a bit of a rocket up him, I reckon. Yep. And I think that maybe this could be giving it to him. So they go and they play, not not far to travel as well. So I think them, the Ravens, plus 3.5, I think they've got a good chance of coming home with the chocolates there. Even if the Steelers win by field goal, we still win. So Bottom. what are your thoughts, gents? I agree as well. The Ravens, not only are they looking pretty good offensively, but defensively they're doing very well as well. They're number one for total defense yards per game, so they allow the least yards per game at the moment. Mm. Passing, they're number two. I mean, you know, they're 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 good on both sides at the moment. They're strong. And, and, and they're well coached too. I'm going to disagree with this coach. one. Oh, wow. I think Steelers, back against the wall, had a good win last week. I think they're a playoff team at home. I think they'll beat the Ravens in a shootout. Right. So what, are you, what are you calling the score here then, Jay? Also, you, you get three points, three and a half points. Yeah, three, three and a half points. Yeah, okay. Advantage. Yeah, I think probably a field goal settles it. So. Good. Well, you get that and yep. you can be happy with that and I can be happy because I walk away with my money. Yep. Well, um, the next one I've got... So I d- in, in hindsight, I do agree. <laughs> yes, we have agreement. This is great. Um, next one I've got is... This is a shocking one, the next one. Well, wait. I can't believe you're talk, doing this let to me your beloved team. Now, I talked Quickly about, off the bandwagon. I talked about this philosophy before. I like to bet against the Patriots because that way I feel okay if they win. Like I've lost my bet, but the Patriots win, so I'm happy. And if they lose, I win my money back. So yeah. I go, well, it's a bit of a, you know pick just gives me a bit of a good feeling about it but either way the Dolphins are playing plus 6.5 against the Patriots it's at home uh, it's in Foxborough I know that sounds a bit risky but the Dolphins are 3-0 and and the Patriots uh, they're 1-2 and and they don't look good at all no I mean they look really bad it looks like Brady's got no one to throw to um, they're, they're not converting third downs at all the running back Michelle he hasn't done anything really um, he's just looking like another small running back out of the backfield there yep. and he's getting stopped whenever he runs so I don't have a lot of confidence and I mean Gronk's still Gronk and they're a six and a half point favourite still yeah well it's at home I mean I, th- I think that everyone knows what a disrespect for the Dolphins it, it, it is but it's very hard to win in Foxborough it is it, it is. is very hard it's a, it's a long journey um, there's a lot of history there and mm-hmm. I think that you know, the reality is Vegas, when they set the odds, they realize that the Patriots will probably still be back in the winning circle eventually. Yep. They always know that September is the, the worst time of the year for, for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They always drop a few games here. Yep. So I think that they know that. And it's likely that the Pats could come and blow them out. I just thought the Dolphins were really good value with that. Um, the Patriots, uh, they, they just can't score. Um, so I've got I've written here that the defense is giving up 26 points per game. So therefore, if the Dolphins scored, scored 26 points, 
um, you would need the Patriots to score at least 33 points 33. for this bet to lose. And I just can't say, they're going to double team Gronk. You know that for sure. Mm. The running game isn't going anywhere. None of these wide receivers w- will be doing anything yep. at this stage. We've got guys that we barely even know, like Cordell Patterson at number one and number two. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think you need to be worried about that. I think the Patriots will, will really struggle to score. Um, they might still win the game, but I don't think they're going to score a big score. They're not going to win it by seven. No, and yep. I think the Pats defense will give up points too. Yeah. So no, I, I, I reckon as much as it hurts me to say all of these things, I think uh, you know, in terms of a money bet, I think it's not a bad one. So and this is a massive game in deciding the d- season. Division. If, division. If, massive. Yeah, the division. AFC's if division if the game. Patriots fall to one and three, said um, Blake Kelly has had a few good comments on the thing. He just said they haven't lost three in a row since 2002. They lose three in a row here. Oh, you'd have to start like that's in like people are worried now. That's almost season over at one and four. That I think you're hundred percent right. And if Miami yeah. are four and zero, oh, so they're going to have to try and win yep. you know, two more games than them because they'll lose the head to head, and they'll lose at home to Miami, knowing they've got to see them in Miami, which the mm. Patriots always lose in Miami. Um, it's this is a massive game in deciding you know the futures of this season for both teams, and it would mean the Dolphins are probably for real if they go into Foxborough. This is what they need to do to to make me think. Okay. Let's start thinking about the Dolphins being a very good team. They have to win this game. If the Pats go and blow them out here, um, which was normally what w- what would happen, mm. then Miami out for real. And then the Pats are back on. They're two and two. They're rolling. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how the, how the. I just don't think the Pats have the personnel to respond. I think that the coaching will respond, but I think in the in the end of the line, you got to have people to throw to. Yep. Yep. And, and and they're probably Josh Gordon maybe becomes that guy. Like I mean, is he really going to walk play. in and make that big of a difference in in you know his first start? Maybe he will. And obviously, in my heart, I'm hoping he will. Yeah. But I just think you got to look at the tape. And you know, this guy, he hasn't played. What, has he had three seasons of being suspended, or two and a half seasons of being three. suspended? He's he played, played one season. He played five games last year. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the guy, and he's you know riddled with trouble off the field. So I just can't see him coming in and having a really big impact. If they can get two. this win. Then next week they get Edelman back. Yeah, Jules coming back. And then, then you kind yeah. of you get Gordon, Edelman, Hogan, Gronk becomes a bit more of a bit more powerful. Yeah, they so. just need someone to take away the pressure from Gronkowski because right now Which I think they're Gordon doubling, can do, they're tripling. One, Gordon can get downfield. He can, and yeah. that's what's gonna if he gets over the yeah. top a couple of times. That's going to make teams go, oh, we can't just double cover Gronk all he's, the time now. He's easy mm-hmm. to see too because he's got Tom Brady's number tattooed on his back. Yep, number what? twelve. He's got well because he wore twelve at the oh yeah right at the, at mm. the Browns. I was like, well, I didn't know that Tom had so much college. influence on him. That yeah, sounds no. No, apparently that was it was all Tom. Apparently, yeah, yeah. oh, as Tom told me. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he would tell you that. But yeah, I think that'll be a really interesting one. Be a really interesting game to watch as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just I don't have a lot of confidence right now in their passing. The defense is looking okay. It's not a disaster, but I mean, watching uh, against Detroit was really frustrating. Watching yep. that play. So um, I think you know I think it's a good bet. That's that's my view. Yep. Before we get on to the game of the week, um, I've got a question for everyone. This is for the twenty five dollar Sporting Globe voucher. Be aware you have to collect it in the store. Yeah. Um, so if, so you're if, if you live Queensland or something, yeah, you, you can't collect. You got to collect it in the Richmond. We're not going to mail store. it to you. Yeah. Yeah. You it, it, it's only eligible at Richmond. So at the best Richmond. way to do it would yeah. be to come in next Sunday night, collect it, buy yourself a beer tower, and watch the show next Sunday night. Um, the question is, and it's the first person to comment on here gets it on the Facebook Live, uh, which player had two touchdown catches in the Thursday night game from the Rams? Okay, so the first person to answer that and can come and collect it next week. That $25 voucher is yours. Let's get on to the game They're answering of the week. on Facebook, are they, Jay? Is yeah, Facebook getting, Live. Yeah, Facebook right Live. in Facebook well, Live. Well, hey, if, if someone Twitters at me before anyone else tweet. on Facebook Live does, mm-hmm. tweets at me, then 
Um, you can win it that way too. But yeah, the best way would be to get it into the live stream and get that voucher. Um, they're eligible for up to a month, aren't they? Once yes. Yeah. Yes, they so, are. So pretty yeah. good. Game of the week. We've already touched on it a little bit. I had Chiefs at Broncos. I think that'll be a really good game. But the game for me that I couldn't take my eye off was Ravens at Steelers. Division division game. Uh, very early. Blake Kelly, you get the voucher. Um, hopefully you can get into Richmond and pick it up maybe come in next week I'd love to have a beer with you to well celebrate done, and you've had some great um, input tonight so we appreciate that and congratulations get a Budweiser towel you get a, a Budweiser towel Bud very Wise delicious towel. and your voucher will cover it so <laughs> Hayden I said Mahomes come on mate um, Cooper <laughs> Cup there well done Blake Kelly game of the week Ravens at Steelers don't have a ton of time to go on about it we did talk about it earlier yeah, 44 division rivals Steelers have been struggling. Ravens have been playing really well. It's kind of one of those games where can the Steelers get their season back on track by winning this game and setting themselves up for the rest of the season. If the Ravens get this win, it's very similar to the Pats we were just talking about. The Steelers are in real trouble. At I think they're 1-1-1 one, one, and one right now. Mm. So and let's remember, they shouldn't have beaten the Browns that first game. So they've been very lucky to get away with that tie there. So if they lose this game, their season in trouble and it would mean the Ravens have a two-game lead on them and the Ravens have already beaten the Bengals as well, so it would give them a really good lead in the division. So Are they going to trade Bell? What's happening there? Has there been any movement? <laughs> I on... reckon the Packers are interested. In Bell, but like I just cannot see the Packers doing it and the Packers paying only have Bell. $4 million in cap space. So. Yeah, but they can... Um, There's, yeah, the... Who do they pay up there apart from Aaron Rodgers? Lots oh. of unqualified dudes. Clay Randall Cobb, Clay Matthews. Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels is a good player. Yeah, Daniels is good. Um, Mohamed Wilkinson's on a bit this year. He's on IR now. He was from the Jets, yeah, wasn't he? They pay a lot of guys like a little bit too much for mid-range players. You probably got to pay them to go to... Where are they in Wisconsin? Well, yeah. It's pretty cold there. Uh, actually, is that where they are, Wisconsin? Chris Bryan, who's a good friend of the show, used to do the NFL show with us a couple of years ago, played in Green Bay. That's where he first went as a punter. Mm. And he said the only black guys in that town in Green Bay... Are football players. <laughs> so if you walk down the street and you see a black guy, he's on the team. Yeah, he's, you're right. That's the only guy. So I think it's very hard to get people to go there. Uh, and it's not like the AFL where they throw on more money so they can get guys to come for more money. But I think they have to pay everyone a little bit more. A little more bit of in, overs to yeah, a little bit sacrifice more than your lifestyle and deal with the weather. Yeah. Mm. But they're also paying, like, they're paying Devonta Adams a lot, who's, who's a good player, but there's mm. a lot of guys that are overpaying. I know they've got some dead money with Jordy Nelson and whatnot. So. so Steelers, I'm on the Ravens. Dan, who are you backing for game of the week? Uh, uh, Ravens Steelers I like the Ravens as well I think don't get me wrong I want the Ravens to win I just think the Steelers will win I just oh, my, my I'm, head's I'm telling me they're, Steelers. they're a very talented team and at home I just it's if, if they lose this game it, it's a change of the guard and it's mm. same with the Patriots I'm you know it was a crazy stat that I was I was uh, listening to as well the other day I think in, in those 26 games the last 26 they played something like the Steelers have scored 550 points and I think the Ravens had scored like 560, like 10 points split these guys over. Yeah, I think I remember hearing this one. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, with it, I, I, yeah. think, I think you're talking about their 13 years of play yeah. um, to be split that close. These are always close games. So Division it should be games, a, an absolute Division games are always close. To watch. Always close. Mm. Yep. All right, I think that's it. Uh, yep. Thank you, Dave, Thanks, as always. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. into the studio tonight. Beautiful studio, Although, by the it's way. It's a bit closer for you anyway because you're out this way too. And you've got Gronk and Tom Brady on the we wall. We've got Gronk so. on the wall. We've got Tom Brady on the wall. We have to get, get a few new... Some of these guys don't even play for those teams anymore. Yeah. I have to get them a bit updated. But thank you. Thanks to the Sporting Globe. As always, I would thank the guys behind the bar tonight and that, but they didn't fucking do anything. So well, hopefully they're doing lots and the yeah. rugby's going really Hopefully well. they're working very hard. Mm. Dan, thank you as always. No worries. And you'll see us 
podcast in the Sporting Globe next week at next 7 week. o'clock. Everyone come down. Blake, don't forget to come down and grab your voucher and hang out for a bit. Love to meet you. Yep. Um, everyone, like, follow, website, Facebook. We've said it all plenty of times. Get around it. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys.